a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave's X Media. It was not at all like the three broomsticks, whose large bar gave an impression of gleaming warmth and cleanliness. The Hogshead Bar comprised one small, dingy, and very dirty room that smelled strongly of something that might have been goats. The bay windows were so encrusted with grime that very little daylight could permeate the room, which was lit instead with the stubs of candles sitting on rough wooden tables. The floor seemed, at first glance, to be earthy, though as Harry stepped onto it he realized that there was stone beneath what seemed to be the accumulated filth of centuries. Welcome to the Restricted Section, a Harry Potter slander Harry Potter book club podcast where a bunch of assholes be like, I remember reading this. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 16, In the Hog's Head. This chapter covers the first meeting of what will eventually be named Dumbledore's Army, very wisely. They all meet up in the Hog's Head in Hogsmeade. I wonder if those two hogs are connected. Oh my god, in Hogwarts. Wait, did this used to be pig country? Okay, I'll investigate that further. Um, They talk logistics about getting started, and then also, incredibly, there is some shouting from Harry. Welcome to the restricted section where we like like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my co-host today... Well, I got two co-hosts with me, as a matter of fact, and we are all in the hog's head. Andrew, say hello to the listeners, Andrew. Hi. And I'm also here with Leela. Say hello to the listeners, Leela. Sup, bitches. Andrew, would you like to introduce our guest? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I. Hi, this is our guest. Hi, I'm going to be our guest today. Oh, my uh, God. My they name- don't get a name. <laughs> my name is Redacted from the family Redact. I might be Andrew's long lost. Relative. <laughs> All right, you, you have to go away now. You have to go away now, special guest. Okay. Oh, that, that's a, well, it's all right. Why don't you just sit in the corner and we'll, oh, okay. Okay. we'll tell you that. if we need you. They're making, they're going to give their input exclusively through hand gestures. So we'll have to interpret those. For I, I will have to do a zero to 10 rising scale on the hand gestures from redacted <laughs> relatives. Uh <laughs> Uh, input on the story and I think the podcast in general. If uh, if we're doing re- if we're really podcasting well, then Redacted is probably going to get really excited. Whoa! There we go. Look! Look! Oh! oh, that was a solid three. Like just a starting little tremor. How fun! So yeah, we don't have a guest today. Redacted is. Deep I'm so sorry, Redacted. But um, yeah, it's just us stoners here today. Yeah. I'm sure this is going to be a really straightforward episode <laughs> with like no derailings. In fact, why don't we all just start by collectively as a group hitting our pieces? Okay. One, one Lila, step ahead I, of you. <laughs> one step ahead of me. Guys, my tolerance is a lot higher than it was on 420, so I promise Woo! this will still be a good episode despite. Sorry. Every I'm... time we talk about that episode, the 420, uh, I called it the 420 Spectacular, but I... <laughs> 
I mean, it definitely wasn't very spectacular. <laughs> and every time we talk about it, Courtney is like, I thought you were so mad at me. I would make a joke and there would just be this dead silence. And then you would say, anyway. <laughs> that, does, that does sound like you. That does sound like you. It's just because I was so high and I didn't know what was happening. You're like, I can't possibly respond. <laughs> I got nothing for you. Uh, good joke, Courtney. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck? Everybody, everybody. Courtney just did humor. We have humor on this show. Enjoy our humor. I should have done like the deadpan, like hilarious. Wow, that's so funny. That's, that's so, so funny. I hate that a lot. I can do what my dad does when I send him like a meme or something that I think is like really special and like specific to our relationship that he's gonna like really giggle at. He sends me back, ha, huh, period. <laughs> Not oh. the period. Come Ooh. on, Steve. He can't even give me the ha-ha. It's just the one, ha, <laughs> if that. I have a friend since hi- that I've had since high school, and the biggest fight we have ever gotten in, including one intoxicated fist fight, the biggest fight ever was when we had been passive-aggressively responding to each other's memes with just ha. <laughs> and, like, it wow. got to the point that both of us thought the other one was joking and we weren't joking, and we're like, <laughs> doing it back aggressively and then we learned that we were both doing it aggressively so now we have a two ha minimum if you're going to reply (laughs) to a meme andrew is that why is that why if i say anything that has even just like the smallest sliver of not even humor just good humor in it you respond by saying (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) i'm like andrew i just said i'm running late for movie night like what is so funny exactly why is because oh my god you have trauma i I i absolutely i i love texting but i hate the fact that like it is so it is so yeah if you're in a bad mood, no one mood has ever you, left wondering if Andrew is no, laughing. No, I, I make it very clear that I am being Mr. Silly Pants, and this is not <laughs> going to. This is not me sounding like whatever your trauma monster is in the back of your closet. If it's like Aww. a middle school principal or a family member, or whatever, your it's Hufflepuff not. Is showing. It's not that. It's it's Andrew being supportive and overly laughing, overly laughing. I like that. Like for me, it's the distinction between like LOL and like. That one made me really LOL. That's like the two levels. It's like LOL, you know, huh? But then there's like, oh my God, I actually really LOL'd at that. Yeah, I will do, Um, I'll do like a, something really kind of like makes me like, I look at it and I'm like, <laughs> like, you know, I, I do a little chortle. I, I just a chort. Um, I like Chorts? to do like a, a capital H-A-H. Mm. Oh, that's a good that's one. A good, that's okay. The, but the capitalization. I, th- I think that's when, um, that would I be think that's when Haley, Haley goes for kick. I've seen her do that before. <laughs> I used to say, be in the, uh, on Facebook back in like high school, I would say like, bah ha 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 ha. And like, oh yeah. <laughs> the bah ha ha The bah ha phase. Yeah. One time, <laughs> when Haley and I used to work together, um, we all sat in the same room because our office was like a Victorian townhouse. Ooh. We all sat in the dining room. Amazing. And we would be chatting. Because we would be trying to get work stuff done. It's a lot of computer work. It's better to, like, sometimes it's better to have the chat. Um, and also, like, your our boss couldn't hear us if we were chatting. We could be talking about whatever he wanted. And I would type, I would type, like, LOL. And Haley, out loud, would be like, no, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Because <laughs> I would be there, like, deadpan, resting pitch face, just like, LOL. And she's like, I can see you. <laughs> is, is there any official name for the reaction to a something slightly funny where you like gently but suddenly exhale breath through your nose the oh um so i think that's a snort 
It's a snort. Okay, see, I thought a snort would be like going in, not going out. Okay, that's interesting. It's part of the same joke story about Haley. It's not a joke. It's a real story. It's just that just happens to be <laughs> hilarious. Yes. But we so we would so after she called me out for not really LOLing, I we started getting really literal and I would be like laughing in my head really hard or something <laughs> like that. And I remember that one time she one time she said, breathe quickly out of nose or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, Oh my god, that is that's a real laugh reaction. Oh. Well and you, you said that she also does the keck thing, right? And yeah, that, I think so. That that's an old internet thing from back in uh, the StarCraft days. Well, she is an Elzer millennial. Yeah, because <laughs> all the uh, Korean players, the ke- the ke is like onomatopoeia to them for laughing. So no, it's not like a K E K. I don't think. I think it's more of like a cackling moment. It, oh. It's it's the way it. Uh, maybe maybe, but that is definitely because it's a like thing, you though, only though. like Haley would only say keck. And maybe I'm misremembering and it's not Haley at all. But, like, to me, it means, like, you're being a little bit naughty. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. You, like, said something that's, like, a little spicy about someone else. And it's, like, kick. Mm, Haley, right in. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I mean, Haley, call in. I mean, call in right now. Haley. Would it really be that below Haley to if, if, like, what she was doing was just, like, inventing a laugh response? You know? Yeah, one that feels completely appropriate. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, it was original. I just want that. <laughs> That's not how these things work, but I appreciate your creativity. Man, if only Haley was on this episode. Or it turns out I that know. Haley started the StarCraft meme. There's almost <laughs> never, like, almost never am I like, oh, man, I really wish this person, like, I'm, respectfully, I'm never like, oh, this episode really needs Andrew, or, like, this episode really needs Leela, but it's, yeah, like, Haley only. I'm like, this episode really needs Haley, almost always. <laughs> Although, Fire. Andrew, I, I am going to need you for our bonus episode about math and Harry Potter. I, I can't do that alone. Uh, You're not invited, Leela. That could only be one <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you on that episode. <laughs> thank you. Please, thank you so much. Anyway, sign up for our Patreon. Yeah. All right. Remember We've been talking we about laughter for quite a long time, which is super appropriate because we're hilarious. <laughs> Let me tell you how funny I am. So today we're here to talk about Harry Potter and the... Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 16, In the Hogshead, which is not a literal hogshead. It's figurative. It's the name of a tavern. I almost said restaurant, LOL, as if. But before we start talking about the book, I would like to just read a little thing. I guess you could call it owl mail, although, man, did I ask Takena if I could read this on the show? Mm, Takena, Christina, this is a reminder to you. Before you let this publish, (laughs) ask Takena if you're allowed to read this on the air. I'm sure I am, but I'll double check. I might have already asked consent. If not, you can just like cut to more footage of me playing kazoo music badly. Okay, all the, the fans love it. it. So they do love it, and that actually was a lifesaver. <laughs> that one episode when uh, Sam's brother failed me so deeply with that reading oh my. of Percy's letter, yeah. but he gave it his all, and that's all I can ask. So anyway, I got a message from Takena on Discord. Um, we have a restricted section chat there where we talk about the episodes and like theories that we have and stuff like that. just like Harry Potter musing. So that's just saying another good reason to sign up for our Patreon dollar a month gets you access to the discord. So in the last episode, me and Brooke and Josh were wondering where vanished objects go. Well, they were talking about vanishing mice. Yeah. And we were like, Brooke was like, is there just like (laughs) a liminal space that's full of like half mice parts? Because these students were like half vanishing. Yeah. Yeah. So Takena pointed out to me the following. Uh, she says, so in the last book, the Ravenclaw dorm guardian asks the question about what happens to vanished objects and, quote, 
Into non-being, which is to say everything, replied Professor McGonagall, which is actually horrifying if you think about it. Andrew, you've been uh, obnoxiously nodding along this whole time like you could have just quoted that perfectly yourself. What does that mean, smarty pants, you fucking Ravenclaw? What the fuck does into non-being, which is to say everything, mean? Yeah, into non-being, to cease to exist. This is fucked up because we started off talking about doing this to kittens this episode. This has been something I, I noticed this my first fucking read through. I was like, where where are they going? Oh my god. Where are okay, they wait, going? But like what is which is to say everything. What the fuck does that mean? It's it's philosophy. So if you go into non-being, if you cease to exist, then that means you're I, I don't remember the explanation, but there's some philosophical explanation. You're not supposed to remember it. You're supposed to understand it. You've only truly understood a subject matter if you can teach it to other people. I didn't claim to understand it, I just claimed to know this particular part of what it is. You're the <laughs> You're the only Ravenclaw. We rely on you for this. Sorry. So you already they- wanted Haley here. Now you're just <laughs> rubbing it in. Haley, we need you now. <laughs> so what this is saying is that they really just do vanish. Yeah. But then, um, isn't there like an anti this? Isn't there like a unvanishing charm or something? I I'm not familiar with that. The the. Only other thing that I know of that does kind of make this a little weirder is the vanishing cabinets, which we know that I think it's hmm. one of the Slytherins. It's like a misnomer. Well, they get they get stuck in between at one point between the cabins mm-hmm. or cabinets. So that implies that there is an existence possible or at least a non non-existence possible with a vanishing. Who who <laughs> is it that gets shoved? Is it Marcus, is it Marcus Finch? Marcus Flinch? Yeah, or Flint, yeah. I almost said Finch Fletchley, but yeah, I think it's Marcus Flinch. Marcus Flinch Fletchley. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, mean, think I, I cannot say that one. Yeah, no, it, it's, yeah, it's that, that guy you done said. Thank you so much for reminding us about this line to Kenna. Um, it doesn't help at all, but it is technically an answer, I guess. So thanks for, <laughs> thanks for reminding us. Do we want to do a take two on that a little? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Never do a take two. Uh, <laughs> I'll be clear that guests have the prerogative to do a take two, but there's no guests here today. Oh, I see. <laughs> We're on Once our again, own. redacted. Look, oh, see, now the energy's dropped to a one. That is some slow handshaking from redacted over there. Because <laughs> I you hope just you constantly, carry on this bit the whole episode. You constantly Aww. are putting them down. Redacted. Sorry. Redacted, so is sorry, everything redacted. okay? Redacted blew Leela a kiss because redacted is very happy that Leela's being kind. Oh, that's just a little. I like. I, I like you. It's a little I was forward. A, a little bit forward of you, redactive. Like we'll see. We'll see where that. We're, we'll well, see. Now redactive is questioning their live decisions, okay. and this is really just not. This is spiraling. It sounds, let's just so move, let's you just might be on. asking yourself, why have they been bullshitting for fifteen straight minutes? And the reality is actually quite surprising. This is a short chapter. It's very short. Mm-hmm. I'm bullshitting. As if there's almost nothing to talk about because there is almost nothing to talk about. But we will get to it. Tina, you might even say that it's not just short, but nothing really happens in the shortness. (laughs) There's like one or two things. There's some foreshadow, a a whole big old heaping multiple amounts of foreshadow. But that's it. It's like a sexy getting ready chapter. It's a uh, is it sexy though? It's not. It's it's like an abrupt getting. It's like changing at a beach. It's not sexily oh, changing. It's, hold on, Andrew. Leela, do you want to do a good take of that? It's a sex. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's the sexy getting ready chapter. The sexy getting ready chapter. 
We're in the hog's head talking about stuff. It's all sexy and get around each other. Okay, I'm going to save that and use that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's from, um, That's what's that? Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, anyway, Bri- Brooke, Brooke made a joke about that specific song like two years ago on this oh, podcast, really? and I immediately went and watched it. Yeah. It is the sexy getting ready chapter. <laughs> it's not sexy, Andrew. <laughs> no. It just is part of the. It's just part of the joke. Well, it's just not. I mean, we'll get into it, but like, mm, maybe there was some a little sexy. like a little sexual tension in there. Yeah. Th- okay. There, we'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. Okay. So sexy, se- sexy sem- September montage. I I can't even say September, so that didn't <laughs> turn out well. And I I wasn't giving singing my all because I'm really bad at singing. <laughs> it's September pause it's like september happens eventually it's the end of september as a reminder hermione's birthday is in september we never get birthdays mentioned hey. except for fucking harry yeah. hmm. what did hold on let me see let me check my little calendar january february march april may june july august september hermione granger's birthday september 19th hmm. so what what happened to that joanne is that a- do you hate your female characters or something you don't want her to have a sexy getting ready birthday <laughs> what is that a, yes. um what sign is that? That's my sister's sign, I think. Uh, the um, one after Leo. Is this Leo. Sagittarius? No. No, no, no. It's Libra. Yeah. It's Libra. I went the wrong way uh, from Scorpio. I turned the wrong way, Scorpio. Okay. <laughs> um, Got lost in Albuquerque. <laughs> I didn't really bring that up for any, like, I didn't, I don't know enough about Libras to. <laughs> Libras on, so Libra, okay, wait, wait, we have a bonus episode. Okay, about let's, about to get yeah. Into it. <laughs> Hermione is like, it's the end of September. They're like, September happened. It's the end of September. Hermione is like, Harry, have you thought about what I said in the last chapter? <laughs> like three pages ago. And she's like gently trying to convince him again that he can do it. And she's <laughs> like, well, Victor says that you're pretty hot and like good at what you do. So <laughs> He was like, oh, my God, I didn't even know what he was doing there. What? Victor Crumb is like, Harry Potter is my favorite Quidditch player. <laughs> Harry Potter is the only other man I ever respected. Yeah, it's true. Oh my god! In the books, in the books, and not the movie, they have that super cute moment together in the woods where Crumb is like, "Are you coming for my girl?" And Harry's like, "Disgusting." (laughs) Crumb's like, "Well, you're really good at Quidditch." And he's like, "Oh, thanks, man. Anyway, um, do good, I guess. I guess." Crumb's like, "Wait, are you interested in my girl?" And Harry's like, "No, dude, no." And Crumb's like, "Oh." Oh, cool. That's what I. That's the answer I wanted too. I wanted that answer as well. Now we're going to continue this conversation in the same direction it would have gone if you had said yes. Right. It's nice when those conversations so, take a positive turn. It's true. It's always unexpected, which sucks, but keep surprising us. No golden ticket for Crumb. Yeah. Well, and then Ron is just, um, you know, Ronning it up. A lot, Ron. It says it says that he like whips his head around so hard that he gets like a crick. Yeah, thirsty much? Okay. He's like, you're still talking to Victor fucking Crumb, <laughs> our enemy, our sworn enemy. Or like, Ron, it's not even the Tri Wizard <laughs> tournament anymore. It's over, my man. It's it, never over for Ron. Still isn't over. We should have known that Ron would get this thirsty as time went on. I mean, he was so hungry to begin with. That, like, it's only <laughs> natural yeah. it would evolve. Parched. Ron, much like me, is never not hungry. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, like, agreeing with that. Just, like, I agree that Ron is never not hungry. 
Oh my god, my our friend Ashley in the Discord, um, she's gonna be on an episode. Oh yeah, but she recently she recently said that she was horny uh, horny for food. She was like, "I'm so hungry, I'm like horny for food," and I was like, "That is uh, really relatable <laughs> to me. Like I I don't need it, but like I just want it, and I can't stop thinking yeah. about it." I mean, I think we've all walked into a kitchen late at night or early in the morning and looked at something in the fridge and been like, oh, hey there. Yeah. These are my apps. You so. have me rock. <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to? The plan is that they're going to Hogsmeade next weekend. And like Hermione is orchestrating for any interested students to come meet them in the Hogshead. Well, she doesn't say the Hogshead yet. I relate to this Hermione thing of like downplaying. <laughs> So that your friend experiences less anxiety and just goes with something that that I think they should yeah. do and would have a good time doing. But I like downplay the danger. Well, yeah, y'all. Everyone. She told us there was going to be three people at her wedding, and when we showed up, there was like way more than three people. There's at least like twelve. Yeah, it, but it was so many socially anxious people that she just had to lie to everyone. It was the biggest ruse you've ever seen. I mean, I think part of that is just like being a good leader is about knowing how to gent- very gently manipulate those around you. Um, but for their own right. good, to make them stronger. Right. Sure, that's what we say. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that that's she's just exhibit. I'm so proud of her. If she was one of my employees, I would say, listen, you are on track to, on, to just rising in the corporate ladder. <laughs> it's not manipulation if just nobody knows what to do and then you know yeah, what to do. Yeah, for real. Like, what would they do without her? In, in this story fail a lot like so much failure both scholarly and otherwise yeah. yeah and also in all fairness harry should have known that this was the case because the moment that hermione granger does not answer your question with a direct answer she's doing it on purpose right so like yeah. when he had said how many people do you think are coming she knew how many people were probably going to come but she's not going to say that because 25 sounds a lot more than you know a few Mm-hmm. That's not there. There's no definition of a few. Okay, yeah. so it's not time That's for like, a lie. Um, exactly. I was like, Sean, can we? Because over the summer we made like a no more parties pact. Not going to just hosting because we're sick of you know when you have like forty of your best friends over, some some shit happens. So we had our Halloween party, and then I was like, Sean, what if we had a New Year's party? Uh, just like a couple people, like really small, <laughs> and then I invited my all of my. Only my bestest friends, and the guest list is still like thirty-five people long. I, Hufflepuff, you know what am I? What am I supposed to Gosh, do? Gosh, I feel I feel partially responsible because in the girls' group chat, I said like Tina was asking or somebody was asking, "What are New Year's plans?" Obviously, if I said, "Should I have a party?" Like, if I if I wanted the answer to be no, I I know, have but asked. that but my but pro- I, what prompted it was I was like, so I really I'm like really looking to get dressed up. And like wear something glitzy oh, yeah. for New Year's, and then yeah, let's take a sexy picture. Sexy, getting ready. Picture. Yeah. I'll have to stop um, <laughs> but let's take a sexy picture. We'll put it on the Day Six Media Instagram. Okay. Account. Are you gonna? Are you gonna wear something sexy, Andrew? Oh, I thought you were talking to me. I was like, obviously. I'm not worried. Yeah, I know that you are. I know you already brought it, Andrew. Do you have a tie? Y- yeah. Wear a tie. Do you Don't have a kilt? Don't sound so hurt. No. You oh my god! Really you good would look good in a kilt. Wait, With, you, it, like, a jacket top. I just like want to point out, you went from, like, one of the most <laughs> common pieces of clothing I could possibly own to a very specific piece of clothing. It just escalates, because you, like, a tie is just, like, the, it doesn't match your energy, mm-hmm. but a kilt, now that, yeah. 
It's like, yeah, I'm an adult and like I'm a professional and I just like some <laughs> air. Hold on. What does he say? Around, like a little breeze around my private oh, yeah. parts. Remember in Goblet of Fire, um, that guy in the nightgown at the... Yeah, <laughs> a bit of, of draft or I don't know. Arnie, I like the breeze. Um, it's Arnie or like, Ar- I was going to say Augie. Augie, I think that's what it is. But I was also watching the uh, Christmas special, the episode of Bob's Burgers where there's a character named Augie. Oh. I think that might be my favorite Christmas episode. I'm ranking them. Yeah, right we now watched as, we as watched that yesterday. It, yeah, we've been on a Bob's Burgers binge recently. Did you watch The Bleakening? That one's so good too. <laughs> is that what's is that after eight, season 8? Uh, I think it's season 7 actually. I'm starting to get a I know exactly what chapter <laughs> things happen in Harry Potter and I know exactly what season and episode things happen in Bob's oh Burgers. Oh my god. But I respect myself and you guys too much to ever do a Bob's Burgers <laughs> podcast. So hold me to that because some things you need to just enjoy without thinking about them. You yeah. know what I mean? I do. I do. So as the Hogsmeade weekend gets closer and closer, Harry starts to worry that Sirius Black is going to just like show yeah. up. Very solid fear, frankly. I think I would feel the exact same way. Yeah, they did not end on uh, like solid terms in any way. He right. was like... No, you're a, you're a bitch and your dad would hate you. <laughs> and then like disappears into the flames basically. Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought you were cool like your dad, but I guess you're just a weenie. Didn't know you were a bitch. Super weedy. <laughs> Sirius just pulls a cigarette out of nowhere and is like, "Oh, I didn't know you were just such a wuss." Like lights it like, dude, He what? lights it on the <laughs> he Oh my I hit God. my microphone cuz I was so excited. He lights it like on the fire that's <laughs> yes. up his face. That's yeah, such a exactly. Mimic. And then he lights it, takes one drag and stomps it out just for dramatic effect. On his own face, on a log. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This is how much I'm enjoying this conversation." <laughs> Where did you get the cigarette from? Harry, come on now. Come on. Hey, yeah, uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, nope, never mind. I changed my mind. I was gonna say Warner Brothers <laughs> hire us to direct uh, the next uh, oh, God, Harry Potter no. prequel, and then I, I just thought about it for one more <clears throat> second. <laughs> I think I'm actually trying to move away from Harry Potter. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no, no shit. I, I don't a, blame. I was you. at a party the other day. No, I wasn't even at a party. I was at my friend Rachel's house the other day, and we were trying to pick what movie to watch. And I was like, Sorcerer's Stone, because it's Christmas season. And, you know, we were like, yeah. you know, Haley was there. I was like, well, she doesn't want to watch a very quirky Christmas or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, Sorcerer's Stone. And Courtney came up behind me and put her hand on my shoulder and said, you don't always have to be the Harry Potter girl. You don't you don't want to be this person. Oh. Anymore. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, you're right. Die hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, we ended up watching. Hold on. I have to Google it, actually. This is not a plug. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm skeptical. Checking the title. It's called Broadcasting Christmas, <laughs> starring um, Melissa Joan Hart. Classic. And mm-hmm. starring Dean Kane, who is from Ripley's Believe It or Not. You'd recognize his face, I think. Yeah. And then it's also starring Jackie Harry, who you might know as the mom from Sister Sister. <laughs> oh my God. She was hilarious. It was very bad. <laughs> mm. So anyway, it's Hogsmeade Day. What day is it? It's, it's Christmas. Oh, it's not Christmas. I'm just kidding. <laughs> close but no i think it's the last shopping day before Christmas. no it's september oh my god <laughs> getting confused is it? with real time it's still yeah. september, oh shit y'all. it's still september they said it's you're right you're right you're right <laughs> hermione has instructed all the students to meet at the hogshead because it's less crowded than the three broomsticks which we later later learn is a mistake but <laughs> basically it's a dive bar like if you've ever been at a bar where you feel like the bartender looks creepy but then he turns out being really nice to you 
and uh, everyone's like yelling like they live there, and no one is drinking a beverage that costs more than six dollars. Yeah, uh, and you put your arms on the table, and you're that's like, "That's sticky. sticky. That's really sticky." Mm. And you're like, "That was a mistake." <laughs> that was a mistake. You're like, "Oh my god, I have to go to the bathroom, and I think I'd rather die at this point than try to use the bathroom in this institution." Yeah. But you come away from it having yeah, a good exactly. Time. And then sometimes I'm about to listen, you know, when you're short on your change and short in years, I'm talking 20s. It's a it's a great time. And honestly, so I feel like because, yeah, I mean, it's the the vibe is not maybe there. It's usually more of like a grandpa bar. The vibe is like a non vibe. <laughs> and I, I I tend to go to the diviest bars with my trashiest friends. Shout out to Emily. <laughs> And Richmond has some pretty quality yeah. dive bars, if you ask yeah. me. We got, like, uh, I'm just going to shout Go out a it. few. We got New York Deli. We got fucking uh, Home Sweet Home. I was there the other day. We got Chaka's. Mm. You guys are... Oh, we should go back to Chaka's for the uh, Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Have you guys ever been... Oh, we should go back to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to back. live, like, a couple blocks away from Chaka's. And I think, like... <laughs> uh, a, a Yelp review said it the best. It's, like, home of... Uh, which is to say, because they usually say home of like the best sandwich in Richmond or something like that. And they're like, mm. it's like home of the worst, home of the slowest service, best drinks and two hour sandwich. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> accurate. To chill. Yeah. Well, Leela, I think that we, this, this friend group went there uh, for the Super Bowl the year before we mm. met you. Mm. Uh, the dark and, ages. Um, Haley yeah. didn't. Haley yeah. didn't because Haley dislikes sports more than she likes hanging out with her friends. And Fair. we were buying pictures and pictures and pictures of PBR. And I watched Brooke drink like three whole what? PBRs. Do you remember that, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Oh I my do. God. What? Like for a non-drinker, like once every couple of years, she has like a, like a margarita or something. And you're like, okay, cool. It tastes like fruit. I get it. But like to just pound back a couple PBRs, it was, I was really impressed. I was like, you're a strong yeah. woman. And she proved that strength when she yeah. had a child. I need now, to uh, follow you wherever <laughs> you go. <laughs> So anyway, they get a bunch of butter beers and dusty ass butter. Twenty five to be exact. No, well, hold on. They get some butter beers like the trio while they're uh, waiting, and Ron is like, "I bet we could get fire whiskey." And Hermione is like, "You are a prefect," and it's just like we're already here. Yeah, like, let me just get the I fire know. whiskey. Like, come on. I feel like Hermione has so many redeeming moments. Like in this chapter, she's exhibited like excellent mm-hmm. leadership, um, the ability to like really organize people. And then she does, like, an annoying, like, narc mom thing that just, yeah. like, no matter what, like, but especially to a kid reading this, you're just like, oh, that girl, I don't want to be, that girl does not sound fun. Like, yeah, that she girl sucks. sucks. She has moments of extreme suckage. Yeah, they just don't, <laughs> she, uh, Joanne just really doesn't want to give her any kind of, like, redeemable, like, cool quali- cool qualities, I think. You know who said huh. it first on the podcast? I'm almost positive Michael the one who said that first on episode like one or two. He was like, Joanna. Well, I think at the time we called her JK Rowling. Like, <laughs> like we respected. She who must not be named. <laughs> yeah, he was like, uh, have you ever noticed she hates her women characters? And I was like, oh my God, she really wow. does. Thank you. I did say his full name. I'll have to remember to take that out. Redacted. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a good sound bite. I do a pretty good job. I don't think I've ever... Dropped his name by accident before. You know, Mike. <laughs> Could be anyone. A bunch of people show up for the meeting. I'm going to list them. Yeah, I was because I was like, wow, look at all these. Neville, Dean, 
Lavender, Parvati, Padma Patil, Choching with Friends, <laughs> her plus one. <laughs> Luna Lovegood, Katie Bell, Alicia Spinnett, Angelina Johnson, Colin Creevy, Dennis Creevy, Ernie McMillan, Justin Finch Fletchley crushed mm. it. Hannah Abbott, some puff rando Lishy. who happens to be Zach Smith. <laughs> Anthony Goldstein, Michael Corner, Terry Boot, Ginny, some other Puff Rando, Fred and George, and Lee Jordan. Pretty much every character we've ever met who is not a Slytherin. I think I like super. Oh, no, I, I didn't. I didn't miscount. I forgot to count the trio. Okay. So that's 20. Yep, that's 20. I guess that's like 20? 25. It, it, went, it counted up to 23, but like halfway through, I was like, I don't know. I'm such a people pleaser. Why would I volunteer for this role? I have a learning disability in math. Yeah. <laughs> I ran really out of finger. Exactly. I think it's supposed to be 25 others. Though. Uh, yeah. Because the oh. trio already ordered their beer. I'm sure ears, that's correct. And then everyone else comes in. He just estimated her Fred and George wanted two a piece or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's Ooh. correct. No, I'm sure you're right. I don't. I would never trust my ma- my mental math. I'll make a note of this for our math and Harry Potter episode. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> just kidding. I was just typing nothing on my <laughs> Um, so, uh, oh, I scrolled up on me. Uh, Harry's like very nervous because of the crowd, but Hermione is actually pulling a full Christina right now and is like, don't worry, I will do all the talking. Yeah. And you'll know what to say when it's time. Well, she's doing a partial Christina because she then, with every intention, starts talking and kind of just like gives up. I get it. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it doesn't uh-huh. work out the way, you, the way you intend, does it, Hermione? You got to keep going anyway. Yeah, it just kind of reminds me of. Have you ever like had? Okay, so like I'm. I think at, at our age, we've ha- you you have tend to go to a lot of your friends' like weddings. I think around this age, like our that's our true. generation's kind of more getting married in their like late twenties, early thirties. So that's kind of happening a lot. And there's some weddings where if you are the maid of honor or the person's sister. <laughs> Uh, and I have four siblings, so a lot of weddings. Um, you're just like expected to give speeches. Found this out the hard way, guys. Found this out the hard way. I was not even the maid of honor at my brother's wedding, um, which I don't care about. It's a lot of responsibility. But then, like, the bride's only brother, like her only sibling, gave like a tearful, beautiful speech, like so thoughtful and and nice, and everybody was crying. And then my mom looks at me because I'm the oldest and I'm I'm the clown. Right. I'm like, it's like dance monkey. Um, (laughs) Sorry, mom. Um, We'll talk about it later in therapy. Basically, my sister was like, no, no. And then my baby brother was like, I'm a baby. What? I can't (laughs) like you're you're 19. (laughs) Um, And then so I just like stood up and I was like, all right. Who do we have tonight? I was like. (laughs) I was just starting to looking <laughs> around. You lean in to like not having any clue what you you're did, doing. and I was like, they'll think it's probably funny. Like they're, it's a bunch of normies. Like they'll all think it's funny. It's like, oh, Lila's mm-hmm. got on a kooky dress and fun earrings. Like, uh. if you need, to, you should have picked someone to be your laugh track. Be like, okay, you need to figure <laughs> out when the jokes are, and like, yeah, laugh so everyone else knows. That I know. It's time to laugh. It's an, it, that's no, an intense no. responsibility to uh, bestow upon someone, though. You know. I would be bad at it because I feel like I laugh too easily, especially when I'm like trying to support someone. I'm yeah. like, you're so funny, sweetie. You really missed an opportunity here because you could have made sure that this never happens again. All you would have had to have done is to look at your mom, give her a thumbs up like, <laughs> I got this, stand up and start singing. 
Like sing any like song. Like you always do any when we song. try to get you to just do anything any, else. You always just end up singing. Just anyway. sing any song. But here's the thing: it would have to be like a song, any song that doesn't have anything to do with love. Just <laughs> any song whatsoever. I was kind of thinking and, like turn it into like a sing a little prep on you, like my best friend's oh, wedding yeah, style. Oh yeah, that would be great yeah? too. Uh-huh. That would be pretty good. But now, if you could just like, I don't know. Like the Henry wheels v. on the bus go round <laughs> and round, and like those are both really awful suggestions. While while you're doing it, make yourself cry so it's like there's some deep emotional connection. Your you sister is sitting there like your sister sitting there like, oh god, did we have some memory that I've forgotten that was like <laughs> crucial with wheels on the bus? Round and Don't round. even finish the song. Like get to crying too hard that you just sit down and like. Like mouth, I love you a few times at her. I guarantee you, you'll never be asked to be <laughs> to like uh, to lead anything again. in. Yeah, yeah. I'll, sometimes I'm like, oh, man, Andrew's joke is going on a little long, isn't it? But then sometimes I'm like, oh, it got funny again. He kept with it long enough that it got funny again. Look at, like, you know, a, a broken clock is right at least. <laughs> Andrew's jokes are not like cakes. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is not as funny as we're um uh but i don't know why but it was the time. yeah i like i enjoyed that that one tickled me as sean said he's always like that one tickled my nana says that she goes i was just tickled that you chose to be you chose to be here today to call someone grandma. <laughs> nana. we need to report a tickling yeah, i was just Tickle. I was tickled. Do you remember the the, t- the tickle boat from Bob's Burgers, yes. the Dawn of the Peck? Oh. A guy died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, to wrap it all up in a really quick bow, so that we can get back to Harry Potter, I just wanted to say how that ended up ending was very funny. I um, panicked, started riffing. I don't, I don't necessarily riff well publicly. <laughs> My uh, all I did, I looked at my sister in law, Ashlyn, who at the time I like got along fine with. And I just was like, ha, Ashlyn, look at her. What did I say? Uh, No, I was like, my brother, he had a reputation for, you know, dating some uh, some really interesting girls. I was like, what am I doing? I'm just like, got to keep going with it. It's like he (laughs) I was like, all I could say is, you know, thank God it's not another cheerleader. Oh, my God. But but she was. But she was a cheerleader at college, um, <laughs> as oh, were wow. as was the entire wedding party. <laughs> I hated all those cheerleaders, especially that last one. What was her name? <laughs> that's her. Oh, yeah. that's her. The good news is that they uh, so really hot like sorority girls are really really like like bumbling funny friends a lot. Like I do very well in that friend group because mm. I'll. All you have to do is be nice. Yeah, or like trip over something, you know? And then like, then they're like, oh my God, look at her. She's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like a little bit clumsy and that's what makes me (laughs) unique. Clumsy, but with perfect hair and makeup. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Hermione does a little speech. She's like, "Here's here's our mission statement. Here's why we're here. We need to be able to defend ourselves because Voldemort is back. <gasps> and everyone is like, oh, what? 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 Oh, no. <laughs> sorry, someone does do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> so annoying. It's like, stop rea- like reacting this way. 
is not remotely helpful. I was looking at we were looking at um Layla that movie. Hold on. Night crew. Ooh. Is that the one with Ralph Ray? Wait, what? No. What's his name? I was Mr. just making Fines. pronounces it Ray, right? Ray. Mr. I thought Fines. it was Rafe, like a rake, mm. but with an F. Um <laughs> what's it called? What are you doing, Rafe? Do you oh my gosh. So he's in um what's it called? Uh the uh the the J Lo movie Made in Manhattan. It's called the Menu. Sorry, oh. Made in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. Flashbacks. But like, if you watch that, he made it like right around the same time as Harry Potter, and it's like was very difficult for me to not be like like when he like creeps up behind J Lo and like kisses her on the cheek. I'm like, ah, what? behind you, it's Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's in a lot of like fucking random movies. Actually, well, okay. Anyway, maybe we could cover one or two. Are we mad at him? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Rafe. mad at him for something. Yeah. Rafe, how do you feel? Never mind. We're not going to. No, I think we have the answer, and I think it's not good. Anyway. The Harry Potter universe (laughs) is a fucking landmine for shit like that. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, fucking Zach Smith. (laughs) He demands proof that Voldemort is back. Do you remember from Puffs? That's him, right? Zach Smith? Yeah, that's him. (laughs) Andrew, did we make you watch Puffs? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you remember any of it? He's the one who does like the long monologue, the Quidditch tryout monologue. He's like the douche uh, okay, who okay. comes in. So good. So Harry stands up and like I think for the first time funnels some of his channel in like a, in a very good way. <laughs> he has like an audience of people that he like remotely knows or cares about to to be like I saw this happen. I'm not interested in talking about it. Like this is my trauma. This is my boundary. Like I'm telling you it happened and I need you to just trust me. Yeah, he does. He's just like. Listen, I mean, like, I don't know what you want to hear, like, about when Voldemort murders someone named Cedric. I won't. I I don't know. I still think, like, his anger turns him to such a drama queen. Like, I I get it. He's like, finally, I get to monologue in front of an audience. (laughs) I know. Ron and Hermione. I kind of wanted more, honestly. I was like, okay, but people came for the tea. So, but it's a it's a good thing, I think, because then the then like. You know, the people and got the message that, like, this isn't just, like, a goss fest. Right. Yeah, exactly. Harry, Harry inadvertently and, like, unintentionally does the thing where that where actors will be like, well, I know I didn't win, so I didn't even prepare a speech. And then they win and they, like, stand up and they just pull out. Like, wait, I have some note cards here. I might as well. <laughs> might as well read off these note cards. But I didn't prepare anything. And then just go into a damn speech. Yeah. It's don't make me sing. Yeah, what? Uh, no. Okay, I'll talk about my achievements in life in front of the girl I like. <laughs> Susan Bones interrupts mm-hmm. Harry to ask if it's true that you, he can produce a corporeal Patronus. And he's like, I think I've met your aunt before. <laughs> yeah. Corporeal? Only the Boneses know that word. <laughs> yeah, really, literally. <laughs> I, looked, I had to look back to be like, did it say like w- with a familiar glint in her small eyes or like whatever detail <laughs> you know demeaning detail that she gave a female character in this book like i was like does she have the same like a f- same physical attributes of her aunt or oh no <laughs> Harry okay can't tell dude he's <laughs> a dumbass it's like corporeal i know one other person who said that word. <laughs> <laughs> so then terry boot is like did you really kill the basilisk? And then Neville is like, he saved the sorcerer's stone from Voldemort as well. And Hermione's like, it's 
the sorcerer's stone. I guess Neville's I never him. read it. He's only heard it. <laughs> he gets it wrong. That's a great little detail. <laughs> it is. It's really sweet. It just like it's very. It it, re- it makes us very endeared to him. He's trying so hard. Yeah. Neville is a Hufflepuff. Um, yes. And then Cho is like he made it through the Triwizard Tournament, unlike some other people. <laughs> no. Just kidding. She only says the first part, but her See, eyes said the rest. Yeah, <laughs> her crying eyes. And oh. this is where it would be so much better if this was an actual like tavern as opposed to the sad bar that it is, because like this scene would only be improved if she got real sad after saying that line and then like put her head down in a thing of I don't know mozzarella sticks. She's like, I'd like some people sad mozzarella. No, it'd be fried pickles. It'd be fried pickles. They're warm like a pillow. It's like one of those red, like, uh, plastic fake, you know, the the little trays that we all uh, got at cafeterias and shit. It's one of those, just like an order of onion rings. You mean a hot dog tray? Yeah. That's a hot dog tray right there. The hot dog tray if I ever saw one. So Hermione's like, cool, now that we have your attention, it's time to get details settled. Because I love settling details. So she, she wants her meeting. I, I identify with Hermione so much in this chapter. Mm. Um, she's like, I want to meet at least once weekly. Let's make it happen. Calendars. <laughs> but we have Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw Quidditch to contend with. Honestly, what a nightmare. You know what I might say at that point if I had any power in the situation? Uh, I would find out the day that m- more than one te- one team has free. And be like, I'm so sorry. Everyone needs to make this work. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta make it work. And maybe that's what she does. I don't know. I I forget after this chapter. Yeah, I don't think they come back to it. I think they managed to just work with everyone. I wonder, because I'm like, they just kind of drop it. Because they're not like, Thursdays it is. They're just like... (laughs) (laughs) I think they decide to have them irregular. So they... They do the coin method. They decide to do them irregularly so they can't be detected as easily. Okay. The other part of it, though, is they're acting like three Quidditch teams would be the hardest thing to practice around. But that's like six. They said it's two practices a week. Right. So that's six practices total for like a few hours a night. I don't know. I think there's plenty of room left for an hour long or so. Little 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 lesson-y poo from Harry. I think the problem is that the evenings fill up fast. And you have to have time to just sit down and take a breath and be yourself for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah, and mm-hmm. also homework. Homework. It's intense at this school. They're so Shit's mean. Rough. They're like, we need an extracurricular. Now's the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we can't list it on our... On a, what do they call resumes in the UK? Fuck. They don't call them resumes. They call them... Do they call them CVs? CVs, yes. It's Latin. It's because they got conquered so many times. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think the Latin is mainly from being conquered one time specifically. I, I, um. Well, technically, the technically Rome came twice. <laughs> one time. One time didn't really. The first time didn't really bring didn't the language take. as much, but the second, the second time, the language did really stick a lot more. A lot stuck more. A lot stuck. Yeah. So that's how we got white people. I wrote a poem about. I literally in college wrote a poem about how Rome is the reason we have like the contemporary white person and <laughs> like like imperialism wow you know? i i can anyway. see that <laughs> let's talk about it sometime catch um catch my poem about rome on my future pod- podcast the cringe cast which i'm just gonna start slowly mentioning without really ever making a formal announcement about it Sounds guys good. don't let me do this bob's burgers podcast because that would be the death of my time as no, i no, slowly no. introduce bob's burgers isn't worth it this new project will be worth it <laughs> i'm gonna fade from harry potter into my next my next form 
I'm, I'm evolving like a Pokemon. Much like mm -hmm. Fox must burn off to begin yeah, anew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Courtney comes up behind me, touches my shoulder, says, you don't have to be the Harry Potter person anymore. You're right. I'll be the Bob's per Wait, no. Poetry person. I'll be the poetry person. So speaking of dramatic monologues, Ernie McMillan makes like a proclamation oh, denouncing classic. Umbridge. <laughs> I love Speaking so of much. white men, Ernie McMillan I, I interrupts love him everyone. I so much. He like really, he's extremely performative for sure. But like some people don't even try to be performative, you know? And it's it's like, nice. He's really doing the best with what he can. A for effort. Yeah. Yeah. A for effort. Yeah. I, I would, I've been in that scenario before, you know, where you're just like so bored that you're like, anytime anybody says anything that I get, feel any kind of spark against or for, I'm going to let, I feel like people should know. Like, I think I could kind of. This is, again, my my urge to feel like I need to manage the room in some way. <laughs> but, hey, it also makes me fun at parties. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been there before. You just, like, start talking and you're like, these are facts that I am saying in kind of a sassy way, using big words. Uh, anyone agree? Uh, like corporeal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are are we all three of us were the the person who would volunteer in the group projects to do the presentation portion, yes. right? For me, that is that is a yes. Right. So it's not really like like yes, I volunteer, <laughs> but it's because it's because I've always genuinely known that I was the best choice. Yep, <laughs> the, one, the one who would stress the less and do the best. Well, uh, here's yeah. the second part of that question, though. Did you ever have someone who was not, like, a good, like, outgoing person try and be like, I'll do it this time? Yeah, it's it's awkward. You kind of have to handle them. You, you kind of, yeah, and then nine times out of ten, you still end up doing it because they freeze up on the spot. Yeah. Uh. We love all of our super introverted <laughs> friends who come on this podcast specifically. Yeah. And give it all. Thank you for trying. We appreciate it. This is a it. great venue for that. A thing where a grade is at risk is probably not, not. the best time to chance that, right, to roll them sure. dice. <laughs> I'm like, I think we should do a puppet show version of act blah 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 scene blah 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 from a midsummer night's dream for english dude, class dude i did i did oh my god my whole shakespeare class did puppet shows and oh fuck me and my really anna, i thought it was creative shit me and my friend anna did it with barbies because we were doing 12th night and i had a mulan barbie so oh. it was like a gender you know gender fluid barbie then we awesome. used it what's the main character viola in that sebastian one? That's is the sebastian slash her, viola that's her drag name yeah. it's pronounced voila <laughs> oh <laughs> Hermione is like heads up Umbridge and the and Fudge think that Dumbledore is trying to like build an army for himself. Right. So we're gonna do this. Um we're actually gonna build an army for him so he doesn't even have to worry about it. Yeah. We're going to justify his fears because that's never gone wrong. I mean, it's like a tough situation because I do agree with them that they should be doing pursuing this, but they are doing exactly what they're not supposed to be doing, as always. Yeah. I, I do think the biggest flaw in the way this story goes, and it has to go this way, obviously, for the plot, but in my mind, Hermione would be much more likely to start a letter-writing campaign informing all of the parents of the changes that are being made and the reality of the situation and the changes of the curriculum than I think she would to be like, I'm going to start a rogue band of pirates that are going to learn how to fight with each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it just seems like much more of a Hermione path to be like, fine, you think you have all the power because you're a teacher? I'm going to go straight to the parents. That makes sense. 
God, that would be a great... It, it, the book is like a third of the length because it's just Hermione doesn't put up with this shit, sends off right. a bunch of letters. They get her sacked by the end of like <laughs> August. <laughs> It's true. It's like the intellectual equivalent of like, what if you gave Harry a gun? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. I will admit that I did just disassociate for like the f- last minute, but like, I'm a, so if I re- okay. repeat what you just, just said, hop back in. okay, no, just hop back in. It's fine. It's fine. So, um, <laughs> I, okay. There's some, there's some like bickering. Okay. There's some bickering between Hermione and Luna for a moment. Okay. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Just br- br- very briefly. Some people really ship Hermione and Luna. And I was wondering oh. if you, if anyone mm. sees that ship. I've never considered it until now. I don't know. I just thought that this was an inconsistency in Luna's personality. Really? Yeah, because she believes all this stuff, but later on, it's much more of like, a, like a, I don't really care if you believe me, but I know it's true type way. Whereas in this, she's much more like, oh yeah, well, Barbara, you know, she gets much more aggro about. The uh, yeah. doubt from other people than she seems yeah, to be later on. She is seems to maybe she doesn't trust them. She seems to be consistently dreamy <laughs> in the narrative. Yeah. Other than this, yeah, I feel like the Hermione Luna ship like reminds me of me and Sean. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why I said. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 beautiful. Which um, wait, which one's which? What? Which one's Hermione? I'm obviously Hermione okay. and Sean's Luna. <laughs> <laughs> I've never pictured... Her, uh, I think that's the only scenario in which I can ever see Sean being Luna. Ever. Sean is big Luna energy, actually, straight up. He doesn't really give a shit what you think. He's on his own little planet. That's true. And we love him all the more for it. Hell yeah. So this chapter would be what would happen if Sean started really giving a shit about what other people thought. For just like one second. Oh yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like what'd like, you say? The fuck you just say? <laughs> I'll throw hands, motherfucker. Like <laughs> Okay, so they're talking about like where they're going to meet. We don't know. <laughs> when are we going to meet? We, don't, we know. don't know. We're going to meet somewhere at some time. Hermione's like, if y'all are keen, I'm on it. And they're like, get it, girl. Uh. So Hermione. Next, she asked that everyone write their name down on a list. Thoughts, feelings? I don't, I, this is. <laughs> I knew you would have the, something to say about this. This is the most fucked up thing that Hermione does throughout the entire what? Is series. let that list go? No, is not tell everyone the severity of what will happen if they break this thing they uh-huh. are magically signing. I kind of like it. Oh. Uh, it's kind of fucked up. It's kind of fucked up to be like, by the way, let's agree to not tell everyone. Now sign your name here. Okay, you're going to have horribly disfiguring charms affect you if you break this, but you don't know it because I made it sound like we're just all agreeing to sign our names. It's ethically fucked up. It just is. It just is. It just sure is. It is. I guess it's narratively fun, though. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I forgot kind of what happened after this, but it's all spoilers all the time. So, you know. <laughs> she so it's like um Cho Chang's friend Marietta eventually tattletales on this group. Okay, expected. and then she gets like pit like tor- terrible like pustules in the shape of the word sneak across <gasps> her face. Oh fuck! See, that's umbridgey of them. Like yeah, it's a she, lot. Of- I think. Wait, I think I'll correct myself if I'm wrong later. But I think Hermione literally says like, "Yeah, I got the idea from that." Yeah, that's yeah. not. 
we shouldn't draw inspiration from. I all, but wait, I also remember that when Hermione's like, I made this coin that heats up when I say where and when our next meeting is going to be. She says that I got that from the Death Eater's Dark Mark. So she's actually pulling inspiration from the enemy left and right. Yeah. See, but it's one thing to pull inspiration from the enemy. It's another to use a tactic that is wrong just because they used it and justifying it that way. Because Marietta also, while she did turn her in, she actually didn't ever do anything wrong. I mean, she was getting tortured and she had no clue. Or like Varys is serumed. Yeah, and it's like, it, it. it is a, in my mind, it's like the argument about like, well, is it okay for Professor X to go into people's minds? It's the same type of thing. It's mm. a consent thing. Like, this person was forced in, kind of forced by peer pressure yeah. into a magical contract that she did not know was a magical contract. But but yeah. then if peer pressure is the culprit, like so many other crimes, like, nobody can really be blamed except the person who decided to sign the document, you know? So that's... That's right. Well, it, it's it's just kind of messed up too because the only reason that Hermione that I could think of that she would do this is because she knew someone there was going to tell, and I think that what her plan actually was is once it was signed, going to them and being like, "Oh, by the way, you probably shouldn't break this." Yeah. Because like it actually has this terrible curse on it. Whoopsie doodles, you know. Yeah. Oopsie. But the problem with that plan is if they're going to tell, or rather, if they want to back out of the club they still need to kind of know that they can never mention it. I don't Regardless. know. Like I, said, I just get, yeah, I, I get a lot of real consent issues with use of this tactic by Hermione. I think it's kind of the most fucked up thing she does. Wow. I could see that. Yeah. Like maybe she could have put a charm on it where like it would notify her if someone tattled, mm. you know, mm -hmm. like, like something that was like more constructive, less destructive. Yeah. yeah or like, it, it's Hermione. She could find something that would make it so that if you tried to tattle on the thing, all, your voice would sound like a chicken or something. Mm, that's right? fun. That would yeah, be yeah. That would be that was, like that's like a that's like a Fred and George. Yeah, approach that would that be problem. like a fun and quirky thing, right? Like same yeah. same outcome, but you don't disfigure someone yeah. without them knowing. And it, like in general, yeah, having she needs them... some accusing after that, honestly. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean the oh. and the the like sneak which across your forehead i mean that's like kind of like a slur almost like it, it's like it's very hate crimey like it's like yeah. the after effects are oh it's like probably you shouldn't mention this <laughs> wink wink and then it's like because <clears throat> if you do it'll be horribly disfigured like you know like yeah. just tell people <laughs> well it's like they used to like brand runaway slaves with like runaway yeah. or flee or something like that. It's the same basic thing. That's why I said like it, it's just it's oh. really fucking creepy and out of character for Hermione to do something so underminded uh. and Slytherin esque. She's like impassioned right now. Yeah. Well, Hermione makes mistakes when she's impassioned. That's another mm. reason you know that Joanne hates women. I was gonna say mm. you know any time that uh, she's had enough redeemable qualities, she, uh, Joanne's just gotta. Walk it back a yep. little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, remember, she's still a fucking bitch. And, like, not yeah. in the way that we say, like, hey, bitch, come over here. <laughs> not like, my bitch. Bitch, just bitch derogatory. Yeah. yeah, cunt, I think, is the word I'm looking for. Everyone signs it, though, and then leaves. Well, yeah, they have no idea that they're like, signing well, it. Uh, here. No, for put, sure. Put your name down for attendance here. Uh -huh. They learn not to cross Hermione Granger that day. Yeah, that is true. Like afterwards, because isn't it? Is it at the end of this book or even into the next year that like the girl still has the outline of the? Oh, sneak? I don't know. Because I'm pretty Ooh, sure it lasts a pretty fucking long time. Get her some magical makeup. 
So, like, if that's the case, then can you imagine just, like, the next year thinking, I'm not going to piss off Hermione Granger. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, like, running in the hall and you hear the prefect yell stop and it's Hermione. You're like, oh, fuck, and, like, trip up and hit a wall. Now you're in the hospital wing. See, th- this, <laughs> is, this is a serious problem. So, <laughs> so <laughs> moving briskly on from this, I, th- I feel like you've made your point. So the, the trio leaves the hogshead and they're talking about like who was there, who came, like let's rehash the party. And Hermione mentions that Michael Corner only came because he's dating Ginny Weasley. And here's what I think about this. Too many people are named Michael in this world. <laughs> Name your child something else. I agree <laughs> with that. Yes, Christina. I, I, I agree. I have a friend named Mike. I have another friend named Mike. I have another friend named Mike. I have my stepdad's name is Mike. My brother's name is Mike. My dad's middle name is Michael. Mike and, and Michael. <laughs> I asked on Facebook once, how many mics do you have in your phone? And my dad said 95, not <gasps> including the Michaels. Oh my God. My dad has a lot of contacts. Yeah, Jason's middle name is Michael. So Michael. Yep. It's a good, strong, biblical name. I just read Howl's Moving Castle. Michael. No, not in Howl's. Yeah, in Howl's. Not the movie, but the book. Anyway, so Ron is like, are you telling me that my sister... Is in a relationship. How dare. Hermione's like, don't even worry. Um, He's like, which one was Michael Corner? And Hermione says the dark one. Black character? Um, (laughs) Do we spy a black character? (laughs) Yeah, why'd she say that? Uh, Surely, because if she didn't mean black, she would have said swarthy. It's it's fucking J.K. (laughs) Rowling. Dark one? Yeah, I I think her Joanne uses dark. As the word, that's her preferred language for black people. If I, if black character introductions, if I'm like remembering correctly. So just like, that's cool. <laughs> you love to see it. <laughs> Great. Love it. See, it's an interracial relationship in my, and here he gets, in my yeah, book. It's like really developed as a character, if I recall. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, like, it's okay that they refer to him as dark and with no other detail. I think dark skinned is right, but they didn't say dark skinned. They said he's the dark one. Oh, just dark, the dark one. Ooh, like, is he happening. evil? Yeah. What's... Anyway, it's all right. Um, I see. I see. Much what like okay. my poetry, he's the dark one. We're not equipped. Backing out slowly. Yikes! I'm getting it up. Guys, we found another one of those funny little things in Harry Potter that makes us be like, "Yikes!" Maybe we shouldn't be reading. Yeah, it's amazing more. just how many we find. Landmines. Landmines <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so we're feeling all riled up about Harry finally channeling his anger, but the chapter ends with Hermione being like, oh my God, Harry, like Cho Chang was literally looking at you. And he's like, <laughs> fucking what? No, she wasn't. Uh, this is the best day ever. And actually like looking back, the hogshead was like actually kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I kind of think it's better than Madam Puttyfoots. I just think I've I think it's I've like, got a good feeling about this. It's got it's got a good vibe. Listeners, tune in. <laughs> <laughs> Madam Puttyfoots, where's it at? Okay, hold on, hold on. I mean, uh, tune in. <laughs> it's the day after Valentine's Day that the Madam Madam Puttyfoots chapter comes out. Oh boy, mm. it happened by accident. Um. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter. Y'all do y'all do you guys have any? I can't say y'all twice in one sentence. You can do it. It's good. All y'all. No. All y'all. Uh, do we either of y'all have any final words about the chapter? Yeah. Before we move into plugs. For sure. I've got two. You want to start, Andrew? 
No, no, if you have to, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Because I'm thinking if I have any, and I don't know if I do. They're both stupid. Any last words? Yeah, sure. Very last. Uh, in the last, uh, the third to last paragraph, Ron continued to chunter under his <laughs> breath all the way Hunter? down the hall. <laughs> Yes, it's like Hunter, but with a C-H. What page are you on? Uh, 349 in the blue one. I'm in the blue one, too. He said, Ron continued to chunter under his breath all the way down the street. <laughs> it does say chunter. I didn't even clock that. So if that's like a real word, I'm going to start saying that. I noticed I no- I noticed that the chapter also said churlish, which only makes me think of that one Key and Peele skit. It reminds me of uh, uh, Schitt's Creek, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you look it up, it's listed intransitive verb British. Like, this uh, is purely a British word. Chanta. That makes sense. To talk in a low, inarticulate way. I'll be like... T- it means mutter. I would prefer it mm. if you didn't chunter while I'm around. Please speak clearly. <laughs> rag a frag a rag a friggin' rag. Don't chunter around me. I think it's like the ER, hard ER, as always, that makes us sound... It makes it not sound good. Chanta. Okay. Yeah, it's not All right, great. part two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then part two, I just wanted to say that the introduction of Luna in this scene, um, like, as she enters the building, I, like, just really personally identified with. Um, they describe her as looking so dreamy that she might have walked in by accident. <laughs> Love yeah. it. Um, that's pretty much how I appear Everywhere. If I'm in a good mood. Um, if I'm not, then I look like, you know, highly alert. But I, I do love that energy for her. Just kind of just show. She's kind of like looking around, taking it all in. Like, what I, what am I doing? Why am I here? <laughs> you know, it's a great time. Big Sean energy. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Are you all re- ready to move? Are all y'all ready yeah. to move on to plugs? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Andrew, what have you been doing lately that you got a plug? Uh, I, for a very long time, I was a very big fan of the show It's Always Sunny. And I mm-hmm. somehow only just recently learned that the three dudes from Always Sunny have their own podcast. Yeah, yeah. And it is one of the funniest goddamn things I've heard in a long time. It, it They are very similar off screen and like in good ways, not their characters are terrible people. You wouldn't want to be like them, but... It's very funny to see the way that they talk to each other. It's just, it's a very fun time. Very fun. Thank you so much for the recommendation. Wow. Yes. And Leila, where can people find you on the internet? And what, what have you been doing lately? Oh, just real quick. Andrew, have you ever listened to uh, the uh, This is Important? It's the Workaholics Guys podcast. I was not a fan of Workaholics. Oh, okay. Well, they're... they're uh, energy and friendship is, like, really hilarious to behold. It's very, like... Uh, uh, the McElroy, McElroy, I can't, sorry, McElroy <laughs> brothers type, but like with so much more profanity and idiocy. P- if you, hello, listeners, my name is Leela. <laughs> uh, uh, one, <laughs> once more. Um, I think this is the third week in a row I've been recording with you, Tina, and I am loving every what? second of it. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, if you want to, you can continue to, um, you know, just soak me in on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and that's it. And, Today, I'd like to uh, plug our book clubs. Uh, And when I mean our, I mean for the Discord. Um, We have a a book club that just reads a book a month. Um, It's super low-key. 
we get one person each month to just kind of like lead it with just like low key a couple like discussion questions and then we all kind of get together virtually for just like a, a group discussion um this month or last month sorry saw a uh, book was called sister song it so was good. amazing i think i worry that the 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 name of it much like uh crazy ex-girlfriend really kind of steers straight men away um just like every straight man i've ever recommended this book to ever since reading it is like okay yeah but sounds a little girly so I just want to like just tell you a, a quick like summary about this awesome metal ass book. Um, it takes place in ancient Britain, um, which is an amazing setting that I like definitely in school that didn't get a lot of. So kind of cool to see. It takes place right around the time that uh, Christianity is like really spreading its little roots, big roots all over um, the UK right as the kind of like the pagan ways are dying out. So this book has, um, I would say like, what are we, what's, what's it called? Realistic magic. What's it called again? Magical realism. There it is. It's about a King and who has three children. One of the daughters ends up kind of like going through a really amazing journey to find out that they're like a trans, a trans person at that time in ancient Britain with the help of a gender fluid druid. Oh, nice. Um, That's a good thing. Yeah. So, um, I mean, need I say more? Uh, it's amazing. The chapters are all told kind of POV, kind of like in game of Thrones. So if you like that type of, um, immersive storytelling, you'll really enjoy this. And it's like a nice big font and like real easy to rip through. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was a quick read for sure. Yeah, it's really grisly. It's got um, some like dark magic elements in it, I would say. And it's a really fun read. It's called Sister Song by Lucy Holland. Yeah, thank you so much for your recommendation. I'm your host, Christina. You know where to find me. I'm continuing today my my marathon pod pluggery. I've been plugging all the podcasts I listen to. This week, I'm going to plug the culture and entertainment podcast I listen to, which is like a very broad subject. Uh, So they don't really have a lot in common. The first one on the list is Super Scary. That's my friend Josh's podcast. He was on last week's episode with Yay. Brooke. Yeah. He covers superhero movies and scary movies, uh, but with like an emphasis on scary movies. Um, and that's a lot of fun. There's Cat's Tea and Witchcraft, which is actually my cousin's podcast about witchcraft. Ooh. Although I did see that she recently released an episode about cats specifically. So <laughs> she's exploring She's exploring <laughs> the other topics in the title as well. Um, so for like really beginner level intro to like witchcraft stuff that's a great one to check out i listen to culture vulture which is by the same people who do the shit show which i plugged i think in our like politics section but the the culture vulture is their culture podcast they're just uh two gal two australian gals who like to talk about pop culture it's very fun (laughs) i also listen to sounds like a cult which is like uh these uh the host cover like the group's that we all belong to in society and talk about how it's a cult, you know, like fandom's a cult as a great example. I listened to getting curious, which is JVN's podcast um, mm-hmm. where he asks people about their special interests. Pretty much. It's like a very cool interview show. I listen obviously to content and capable, which is our friend Sam's podcast. It's an interview podcast about people's careers uh, and, and passions and life experiences. And then finally on the list, I have the Bechdel cast, which is a fe- intersectional feminist movie review podcast. Um, so those are all the culture and entertainment podcasts that I listen to. And I hope you'll check some of them out because they're all really excellent. Woo. I love this category, Thanks. Tina. This is like my, this is what I go 
this is my go-to listening. I'm yeah. trash. I'm garbage. I like it. Give me the culture. <laughs> <laughs> I'll continue my uh, podcast plug marathon next week. But um, for today, thank you so much, Andrew and Leela, for joining me to talk about whatever this chapter is called. I already forget. <laughs> Hogs. Something, me. something, hog. Uh, Hogs. <laughs> Next week, our special guest is our good, good friend, Charlie, who's been sick. So I hope they feel better in time to record. Yeah. And then another thank you to our friend Redacted that um, is hanging out in Andrews. Oh, my God. How could I have forgotten about Redacted room right now? (laughs) Well, we were up to like an eight. I didn't want to mention anything. The arms are going crazy. And now you just you you offended Redacted again. And they they, in fact, they left. Oh, damn. Well, that's the end of the episode. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, oh my what? God. Y'all, <laughs> Redacted borrowed in balloons. Aww. They loved it. Oh my God. We killed this episode. <laughs> oh, that's so We beautiful. did so well <laughs> that Redacted left the room to manifest balloons. Wow. For us. Oh my God. Incredible. Oh. That's so cool. Thank you. Well, I'm glad that. we stuck around, but that's the end of the episode. I'm on a win, you know, <laughs> as they say. That's it, potheads. Thanks for listening to the Restricted Section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. Coffee. Tea. Honor. Cabbage. Long ago, the four elements lived in harmony. Then, shit went totally cray when the Avatar attacked. Only the Cabbage Man, merchant of fine cruciferous vegetables, could stand against his trolling. But when the world needed some dank veg, he vanished. Ten years have passed, and my partner and I have started a new podcast. My Cabbages! An Avatar podcast. A weekly show about Avatar The Last Airbender. Whether it's Sokka's new line of cologne. Hey. Look at you, sitting there on a seal. Well, now look at back at me. I'm on a, on an even bigger seal. Now look away. D&D related antics. You have to make an acrobatics check for that. And Aang just like unzips his pants and whips out his D20s. He's just like, I got this. Or randomly breaking into song. <laughs> so go bending waterfall. We'll stumble our way through the greatest show ever made, one episode at a time. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Bitch, if I wasn't here, I'd be at your house, so don't even. Dave X Media.